All right. Should we get started? Mm-hmm. Shh. Listeners, welcome to a brand new season. I believe this is season five of a free podcast. I'm your co-host, Rob, and joined, as always, by my good friends, Joe and Duff. Hi. Smokin'. <laughs> is, that, is that the right movie? <laughs> close. Close. Same right year. Correct year. Correct actor. Not the right movie. Uh, the name's Lloyd. Lloyd Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, We are doing a new season. And this season is called Problematic Faves. It will be, the idea is each of us, uh, each episode will come to the episode with a movie that we really like, or or anything we really like, actually. Could be something else, hint, hint. Um, and we are going to explain, that person is going to explain why they like the movie, um, but also why it's problematic. And we're going to work through it. We're gonna work through it as a team. <laughs> this is a therapy session. It's that well listen, isn't really isn't that what podcasting is when uh, you get down to it? True. I mean it's the it's the only time I talk. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you either can talk this way and we get paid a small amount of money, or you can pay someone and talk to them, Joe. Uh, That's not, the way. Not, not since money bags <laughs> came in. <laughs> yes. Um so I chose Ace Ventura. Pet detective. Before, now, bef- sorry, but before um, before we launch into it, do we just generally want say what we mean by problematic? Yeah, like I just take it as something that you feel bad about liking because there are things that are wrong in it. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Like I think. Um. Uh. I don't think it was um our idea or it was her idea necessarily, but a friend of mine I was talking to. Uh, during the whole Me Too thing was like saying she either read or heard something where the idea is like, well, what if you could choose one Me Too'd person as like your, your like, all right, um, I know they're bad, but this is the one whose stuff I'm still going to like enjoy. And that's kind of my idea for this. This is your thing where you're like, all right, I get it. I get all the bad things. However, I'm choosing to look past it. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So mine is Ace Ventura. Pet Detective. Um. <laughs> the movie that launched a million 12-year-old boy impressions. Well, well, it's not people doing impressions of 12-year-old boys, is well, it? Well, I mean... <laughs> the mentality of one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it... Uh, I mean, here's here's the thought of how I figured we would go through this. Um, I'm picking the first movie because... I'm willing to take the most criticism. <laughs> I think I'm built for the most hate. How's that sound? And You're a pretty hate machine. Yes. Well, uh, so I'm going to explain why I like this movie. And uh, and we're going to talk about what's wrong with it. And we're going to, like I said, we're going to work through this. We're going to work through this. And by it's the just, end, it's just, we have just, resolved nothing. It's such a weird pick because... Like, <laughs> I don't remember you saying, like, mentioning this movie a single time before, like, s- three months ago. <laughs> like, this isn't some, like, long, like, long-cherished piece of art that that you don't want taken away from you. It just seems like it's something you recently, like, remember that movie? Yeah, it, it is to some extent. It is a rediscovery. So isn't there something that's more meaningful to you that you could have picked? Or all, is this the only thing in your life that it thing just, you like that's problematic? It just seems uh, like you fell asleep and HBO was on or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I well, I'll, I'll, let's let's get there. Okay, was, did I, your do you, did your Blu-ray player and like this is the only VHS you still have? <laughs> no, no, but there was a moment, and I I think there may be some brainwashing that happened too on this a little bit, which is my fault, but um. Brainwash? Wait, like, like, like you let you let yourself be brainwashed, or kind you are of, brain- kind of by who? Kind, by myself. What? Um, because <laughs> I think I think I told the story on a on a on a Patreon episode, but um, 
about three months ago, I was overserved by my <laughs> in my home. By I was overserved in my overserved in my home. No, I had friends over I, for a for a screening of of Midsummer as one does, mm-hmm. and uh, it was fun. Made some cocktails. Everyone enjoyed themselves. I think. Um, haven't seen anyone since. No. Um, and uh, after everyone left, there was still some cocktail left. <laughs> and I was like, well, you can't just put this in the fridge. It's not you how hate this leftovers. Works. Do people know that? Do the listeners know that about you? I dislike leftovers a lot. Yeah. This is um, a horrible thing. It's not great. We can only handle one issue at a time. <laughs> and so I... Um, I feel like this is an intervention. I, this was our therapy. We're going to work through this, guys. Okay. But, and so... <laughs> I d- okay, I'll let you finish. Let me finish, Joe. I, I so... Don't. I uh, that night I was like, man, I, I'm still like full of energy. I told everyone, I said, you're all, you're all peppered up from Midsummer, which yep. is another issue we have to get into. <laughs> peppered up, as as my dad used to say when you you know I was feeling good, and uh, and I was like, I'm. I told everyone, I was like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna watch Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. As and, you do. Uh, everyone left, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I put it on, and I have YouTube TV, and so I put it on, and. You know, it was like the you know made for TV version of it, and I watched like the first like forty five minutes of it to an hour, laughing hysterically through the whole thing until I passed out. Until you blacked out. I didn't black out. I I have memories of all this. I fell asleep is what happened, and you I woke sound, up. You sound like uh, Kavanaugh. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up many hours later. And I looked at the clock, and it was like 6.30 in the morning, so it was like four hours after I had fallen asleep. And the end of Ace Ventura was on. And this was a weird time warp, because I was like, wait a minute. So it had just looped? I was like, this movie is not (laughs) this long. And so, yes, too long, didn't read. I started watching Ace Ventura. I fell asleep, and it played four times consecutively (laughs) while I slept. So that's what I mean in that I brainwashed myself. Uh, so, so it's like the equivalent of like sleeping on top of your biology textbook. <laughs> exactly. Except this rots so, the brain. <laughs> so this story is already pretty sad, but you left out the yeah. the you left out the part where you started texting me and Joe. Sexing my buds. Uh, um, I, you know, but, I could but, probably but, I could probably read some of these for the but uh, with the paying I audience. Mean, it just started off something like I'm watching Ace Ventura, and then it was just a bizarre string of text summarizing the plot of Ace Ventura. Yes, it was. Like, and it was, one... like it was just drunk rub, like it's effing dolphin, man. <laughs> and I think the most confusing part is I confused Sean Young with Sean Aston in my text. Yes, which confused both of you guys quite with, a bit with Samwise. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. But so it was. I'm, uh, I'm drunk watching Ace Ventura. <laughs> Me, do you need a wellness check? <laughs> uh, Rob, penguins just came out of his fridge. <laughs> and then I didn't know this, but Duff made the same joke I did. Did that get stuck in your VCR and you can't afford to fix it? <laughs> yes, yes, okay. But, oh, just, but. A, and it, just a series of texts just describing what was happening. Yeah, oh, that was his second time watching it, I think. <sighs> Anyways, guys, guys, it's not like I'm a Johnny come lately to this because this <laughs> movie—you're <laughs> the only Johnny coming to it. <laughs> this movie came out in '94. I was 11 years old, and this was prime time for me. This is my this is my discovery of Jim Carrey, which was a big deal for me as a kid, and uh, I went on a, a glorious 10 year run with him that I enjoyed. The majority of. Since then, I've I've kind of gotten off that ride. <laughs> you didn't go see the number twenty-seven or whatever. Yeah, it was. Or twenty-three, I think. Or whatever. But there was a good run for ten years between between no. Ace Ventura and Eternal Sunshine. Good uh, well, ten-year run where people liked him. You're saying I liked him. So I liked you him. stuck with him all the way through, like Bruce Almighty. Yes. I've never seen that movie, but it looks dumb as hell. It's not that good. It's not that good. Even even Liar Liar isn't that good. 
yeah, liar, liar. People like more than I think they should, but that's it's fine. It's fine. I, I'm just telling you guys that part of my reason I enjoy this movie is nostalgia. It's a lot like you know pro wrestling. If you watch it as a kid and you go to it later as an adult, you can still enjoy it. So, that's part of it. Uh, also, I, I get that. Also, it um, you know, we talk and joke about the lump cut a lot. This passes that test with flying colors. It uh, it did seem to work out well in that you could fall asleep, wake back up, and I was just cycling through. <laughs> yeah. It is sub-90 minutes, mm-hmm. which should be a requirement for all comedies. It matches your REM cycle. <laughs> yes, it's exactly uh, my REM cycle. I, I was going to say, I uh, first of all, I actually didn't rewatch this because this is just kind of imprinted on my brain from when okay. I was like 12, 13 or whatever. And actually, I watched it last year for the first time in a while. But it's um, I checked before uh, we started recording. I'm like, oh, okay, it's on it's on Hulu, but it's through the the Freeform channel. Yeah. Um, and they pare it down to 80 minutes. Wow. Um, because I think even though it's a PG-13 movie, Freeform is the family station oh so yeah you're only allowed to repeat the same joke 10 times on there so that's why it's shorter (laughs) oh boy um for for example in the very beginning uh after he uh the woman says how about i take your pants off and he says he gets her puppy back yeah yes um they don't show the part where it's just a take of above the waist of ace just (laughs) doing whatever well, it doesn't even make that, sense. That Doing part whatever is, that, is just them pulling, her pulling on his pants and them not coming off. It, yeah, <laughs> but that part is too risque for freeform. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, this movie legitimately makes me laugh a lot, which, I mean, obviously I wouldn't have picked it if that wasn't the case. I find it very rewatchable. I know you guys are making fun of the fact that, like, the last few months, but I have watched this movie, I think, three times in the last oh, few months. God. <laughs> enjoyed it each and time and the sequel well in sequel i've only watched some of oh you didn't finish it I, i've held off on that but did um, you get to the part where he like falls come, the rhino comes, comes out the rhino's butt no not yet i got to bumblebee tuna though okay <laughs> bumblebee tuna um i think the plot of this movie is underratedly absurd and fantastic uh I, it's I, a I, story of a guy named Ace Ventura, who's a pet detective. Okay, that I, alone, I will half agree with you in that it's. I think it's a good plot for a comedy. Uh, mm. What was the second thing you said? That it's fantastic. Uh, no comment. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, all right. Um, it's an in living color sketch for ninety minutes. Yeah, but, but. I mean, I never watched In Living Color, so I guess I well, can't I, speak to that. I mean, it's that. the same same argument. Same as saying it's an SNL so, sketch, but I just said that. Oh, uh, this is way better than any SNL so movie. So here, here's... Any whoa. SNL movie? Any. Mm. You think it's better than Wayne's World? Absolutely. It is not better than Wayne's World or That's the Blues like... Brothers. Wow, I was about I was about to give a compliment. Now I'm not gonna not gonna I'm not gonna say it now because I'm mad. Okay. Hold on to it. Put that in your uh, pocket. No, uh, what I will say is that's crazy. That's one thing saying it's better than Wayne's World. Not you're just like trying to be inflammatory. No. Yeah, you are. So the one thing I will say about the plot is that I do like how I won't say that it treats the plot seriously, but it's a plot that actually has consequences and cause and effect because like some like uh, probably about the time like Adult Swim got really big and this isn't a knock on Adult Swim but like now there's so many comedies where it's just like oh wink wink and some absurdist thing happens and that's like this do you guys know what I'm saying like yeah I do there's actual stakes I mean it's I'm not gonna say it's like a fantastic construction of a plot but it's competent like there's so many movies now where it's just you know it's laughed away as absurd or ironic and that's how things are resolved or the plot is advanced yeah i mean he he does actually do detective work he pulls on a string and unravels it and it like it works like there's every step along the way 
it gets you know what i mean like i'm not saying it's i mean listen it's not not it's not it's not chinatown (laughs) no but it like if you took all the silliness away and just like talked about like the 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 actual like you know the steps he goes and figures and figuring out who took the dolphin (laughs) uh one thing i'll say and this this is meant more as a slam against the movie i'll mention than a compliment to ace ventura he is a much more uh, competent and better detective than uh, Batman in Batman versus or er, Superman versus Batman. <laughs> like Batman, who is supposed to be the world's greatest detective, can't really detect anything in that movie. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, so okay, let's let's you know for anyone who hasn't watched it, who hasn't seen, <sighs> don't it. don't summarize the plot. You don't. Oh yeah, <sighs> we're doing it. We're doing it. Okay, Jim Carrey. As we mentioned, just, is a pet just turn detective. On, turn on cable right now, anyone. Just find it there. <laughs> He's named Ace Ventura. But before the Super Bowl, the Miami Dolphins mascot, which is a real-life dolphin named Snowflake, is kidnapped. Ace is hired to investigate. He searches the tank and finds an orange stone. He goes to his friend, who works in a secret room inside of a rock club. <laughs> this friend, all he does is track dolphins across the across the ocean which i mean that's like those are like the little things that are hilarious this guy named woodstock who that's what he does and where his he's located like during a cannibal corpse concert um they suspect a billionaire who collects rare fish and has connections to the dolphins so good detective work so he goes to the mansion because of the goes to the mansion for a party along with melissa who's played by courtney cox Nothing happens out of that search, but he realizes that the stone is part of the 1984 Dolphins AFC Championship ring. So whoever took Snowflake must be part of that. So he starts looking around at all the 1984 Dolphins, including, like, this is the other thing I love, real players. There's, like, eight NFL players that are in this movie, including an NFL coach. And I find that hilarious because I just can't imagine that ever happening. Um, so you think they're contractually absurd. obligated to do it? Uh, I don't know if they are. I do know a little bit more about. Is it um, like? Is it like when Fox has the World Series and it's like, "Hey, there's Rob Lowe," and they <laughs> and they cut to Rob Lowe just looking miserable, wearing his like, NFL hat. <laughs> NFL hat. <laughs> That's right. That was amazing. Um, no, but this also has this movie has Dan Marino, one of the ten greatest quarterbacks of all time, is in this movie, and not like a cameo role, an important. <laughs> An important role he has in this movie. Uh, we find out in the movie that uh, uh, one of the Dolphin staff that helped hire Ace turns up dead. Everyone thinks it's a parent suicide. A parent suicide, not a parent suicide. Um, the Miami Police Department and Ace Ventura don't get along at all, and specifically Lieutenant Einhorn. And so Ace proves to them that Roger was murdered, not a suicide. That scene is fantastic. Ace learns later about Ray Finkel, who is the kicker, who missed the kick in 1984. So he goes on a hunt for Ray Finkel. He visits his parents, finds out that Finkel blames Dan Marino, who is the holder, and end up getting committed. So Ace checks himself into that mental hospital to snoop around, learns that Finkel has a newspaper article about a missing hiker named Einhorn, realizes that Finkel is Einhorn, famously, all the while, on the day of the Super Bowl, Dan Marino is kidnapped. Ace comes in and saves Dan Marino in Snowflake, gets him back to the Super Bowl in time for Snowflake to perform the Dolphin Halftime Show, which is just... Also, I love this. that The, the Super Bowl Halftime Show is a dolphin that kicks field goals. End of the movie. So, I, a couple things. Uh, one, you forgot about Tone Loke. Tone Loke is... Yes, Tone Loke is in this movie. Tone Loke uh, of Funky Cold Medina fame is Ace's man on the inside, offers up some wisecracks. I enjoy mm-hmm. I enjoy Tone Loke. Arguably um, the biggest star of this movie before it was released at the time. Uh, maybe Sean Young. I mean, I think Sean Young was, well, I don't know. Yeah. Boy, there's a thought. <laughs> <laughs> who, was more, who was more famous in 1994, uh, Sean Young or Tone Loke? Um, Dan other, Marino's probably the answer, I guess. Yeah, I guess. The other thing I was going to say, that is the most 
detailed plot summary you've ever given. And the, was... o- the other part of it is just the joy and uh, timber in your voice shows me that mm-hmm. you've told this as a bedtime story to your son. <laughs> and Listen, Finkel is Einhorn. And, that, and now your son, like, goes to school and knows the story of Ace Ventura the same way other kids know about, you know, nursery the three rhyme. little pigs. Yeah. <laughs> Cinderella. That's that's a really uh it's really a pretty good segue because as much as I love this movie and it makes me laugh, and as much as I'm certain that I could show this to my child who will soon be seven and he would laugh throughout the movie, I don't know if I could ever show this movie to my child. He's too young. It's, well, I mean, even outside of that, I mean, even when he was like 13, I think I'd be like, so this movie's funny, but there's some things we need to talk about first. I gu- I guarantee you when he's 13, you will show this to him and he'll just be bored and never laugh. <laughs> <laughs> True. Maybe, maybe we'll have to find out someday. Um, but that I'll, bet, gets... I'll bet you $10 with inflation. <laughs> <laughs> seven whatever like he's six seven he's six he was seven soon okay so uh ten dollars with seven years of inflation mm-hmm. that he's just gonna sit there bored <laughs> all right well he like he, he, he won't even be paying attention enough to get to the problematic bits he'll just be like oh christ my dad well, made me watch ace ventura like the mere <laughs> fact that like it's a dolphin in captivity ma- made to, to perform tricks. <laughs> like that's problematic. True. Like, it, and that we find out in what the first ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Snowflake. Yeah. Like, that's un- it's that's uncomfortable for me to watch. Just like, I, and I, I mean, this still happens in certain places, you know. But like, you know, in 1994, I don't. I wonder how many people would have even thought twice about that. I mean, I think most people don't think twice about it now. I didn't. Honest. I didn't think about it till now. I now didn't I'm either. Sad. Really? <laughs> I don't care that about animals I mean, that it's, much, though. It's just because when I was like, like you said, when I was twelve, and I saw this, and I'm like, yeah, it's a dolphin in a tank, yay! Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, did you guys look up what the actual halftime show for 1994 was? No. Um, Is that the Michael you, Jackson year? No, it was not. That was one or two years before. But as Rob alluded to. Uh, this was probably this would be the actual crappiest halftime show, and that you just <laughs> like was that was he just gonna kick like thirty field because it's like a twelve, fifteen minute show. Like, yeah, they just. <laughs> I mean, that's the other like thing that's so funny is they're like, you can't let the press know that Snowflake is missing. Uh, it's going to be the Super Bowl halftime show. Um, but uh, for nineteen eight. 19- they, they literally ice the kicker, and Snowflake <laughs> has to kick through the ice first. Uh, but for this movie was released in early 1994, so I went with that as the halftime show. Yeah, it. Uh, Rob, this may this may bring back some more memories for you because it was called Rock and Country Sunday. Oh what? boy! And featured uh, Clint Black. This. Oh boy! Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt. <laughs> And Winona Judd. Wow. The show's finale included a special appearance by Naomi Judd, who joined Winona in performing the Judd single Love Can Build a Bridge. This wow. was the first Super which Bowl is so ha- true. This was the first Super Bowl halftime show in which the main stadium lights were turned off for the performance. Whoa. Mm. It's weird that they have not had like for as popular as big as country is, that that has not been a Super Bowl halftime show really since then that, that I can think of. You yeah. think like during his heyday, like Toby Keith is doing the Super Bowl halftime show. That feels like that would all check out. Yeah, I think they kind of want uh, a diverse audience tuning in. <laughs> well, do I they? Mean, this stuff is really big, but well, obviously they do. If if they really want a diverse audience they would go with hip-hop which they rarely they they pair up uh big boy with maroon five <laughs> sometimes but yeah but i mean they they also had like be i mean oh she's not hip-hop but beyonce did it like yeah they cl- they're clearly trying to they're trying to str- a broad demographic they're trying to straddle the line and country music even though it's super popular has a stigma to it so That's I, true. it does I, not I, straddle I, that line there's you do have a point with that that i think even if country Maybe in the NFL demo is probably the most, I don't know if this is true, but the most popular music, they don't want to do that. 
before we jump into the problematic parts, the only last thing I'll say about my defense of this movie is I find it really rewatchable, and partly because every time Ace goes somewhere in this movie, I really enjoy it. When he goes to the mansion, the Super Bowl rings on the players, Roger's murder, when he goes to Ray, Ray Finkel's parents' house, Shady what? Acres, the mental institute, I love all those sequences. What do you mean? Like that's such a weird thing to say. I love it when he goes somewhere. Yeah, like whenever he's like mean, a new like what do you mean? Like when he goes to like when he like is like out the, doing like those, detective work. You're like those people whose Facebook profile is I like having fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen what, to music. What type yeah, it's like what do you like to do in your free time? I like to do things Go for that a drive. are things that are fun with my friends. <laughs> Hanging out with my buds. Um yeah, I just mean like anytime like he like goes on like detective adventures adventures. i enjoy yeah um before we jump into the the sadness the sadness i wanted to bring up uh the guy in the beginning who doesn't actually have a name who is inexplicably married to the let's just call her adult actress because i don't think she has a name either and is just uh yeah but the dude uh who That's he, the guy from Raising Arizona, Tex Cobb, right? That is Tex Cobb. Yes. Yep. Um, I was gonna say he's. Uh, I'm not talking about Arizona when I say that he was in another movie with uh, a manic-faced uh, genius. Do you know what it is? I. Oh God. He, what is it? He was in Ernest Goes to Jail. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. He was Lyle, or who like he has like two lines the entire movie. But he's kind of like the straight man to Jim Varney when he's in jail. Like, uh, but lot he has a heart of gold though. He like I think he saves Ernest from being beat up once. So, mm. hmm. Well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to go down the Ernest path. I really don't. <laughs> You're gonna, but we're gonna save it for later. No, <laughs> I know how I'm upsetting not. it is. Uh. So. What's wrong with this movie, guys? What is the big issue? We have we have funny. the beginning of Joe brought up it's a uh, blackfish at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Which, I mean, I I I get I get that you, it doesn't bother you guys, but like you would agree that that it would some people you, would watch that and think it. I'm not saying I start crying when I see it. You should Just not saying, keep like, a dolphin in a tank with a diameter of like 10 feet <laughs> or just in captivity at all but yeah, yeah especially especially that yeah no i mean like, I, your I grandpa's don't above ground pool <laughs> I, I i don't disagree but it, it wasn't something i i thought about um mostly because there's other issues in this movie and that is he receives sexual favors for pet detective work <laughs> <laughs> yeah there are some ethics issues um <laughs> I actually don't think I realized until seeing it as an adult that he doesn't work for the Miami Police Department. I was like, that's weird. The Miami Police Department has a pet detective. And they just, but they let him hang out. He just kind of goes. That's part of the plot is that they don't like him. I know. I just thought, I thought it was something that they had, but they don't like him. I didn't realize that (laughs) he like, like internal affairs. (laughs) Yes. Dude, I was going to say, what's the backstory? Like, did he get kicked off the force or like, did he shoot a guy or something? Or (laughs) it would be great. It's really, it's really, it's going to happen. Those get remade. It'll be like a super gritty remake. It's going to be be awful. It's like, uh, Oh, it's that dumb, the, the pledge with Jack Nicholson where it's like, He's like a former cop, and then he gets sucked back in to solve a crime. Yep, yep. That's AC. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Nolan reboot Ace Ventura, <laughs> and yeah, and it starts with like it starts with Ace like shooting two police dogs in a fit of rage. Yeah, and he has to like work through that. Ace ac- he he accidentally blew up a humane society or something. <laughs> I said I'd never work with animals again. <laughs> <laughs> um. The transgender portrayal, guys, in this movie is deeply, deeply problematic. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, it uh, it kind of goes out of its way to be cruel about it. It yeah. does because because I you know obviously I think we would probably get to it. There's a lot of gay panic here. I don't think there's a lot of gay panic in here. I disagree let, on let, that point. Let, shh. Let me finish. Uh, there is a lot of gay panic. Mm. 
but I think it's very much of the time. Because if you go back to like any 90s comedy, there is a lot of gay panic. Um, and I don't, I think that is problematic, but it doesn't stick out to me the same way the ending bit with uh, Finkel being Einhorn does. Yeah, I mean, how can not, also, also how can you say there's no gay panic when one of the most famous scenes is him in the bathroom like having the gayest panic? No, yeah. see, well, okay, but I thought he's having the panic because I thought that's more of like transphobia than gay panic. Well, okay, that's I, I guess that's my point. I'm for okay. I, it's kind of a semantics issue for the sake of like in '90s, like for the time it's kind of all the same thing it's just the, jo- uh, the joke is oh my god i was kissing a dude yeah. like in the in the con like that that's what the film is telling you yeah yeah but there's there's a part in this movie that like there's the reason i'm defending it a little bit is that there's this part in a movie where he's looking through trying to find all the the rings of the dolphins like yeah. which ones and and he goes to like a bathroom and one of the dolphins is like using the urinal and he like gets caught looking at it and they don't have like the football player like punch him in the face or anything. He just smiles back and they move on. And I was like, okay, most 90s movies would have handled that a lot differently. It would yeah, have been the Dumb but, and Dumber thing where he gets punched uh, in the okay, face. Okay, first of all, there actually is another scene where he gets punched in the face. Yeah. But not for looking at Okay. Not for looking at their penis. Um, but what does the guy do after Ace walks away? He literally minces out. Yeah, dude. Uh, like, you, you're like, right. It's okay, clearly right. like, what is the movie assuming the audience is gonna do? Ew! Like when the guy smiles yeah. at him. And again, like I give that stuff a, fair. a pass just because again it was 1994. It was a mainstream comedy. Like I'm not saying it's right, but you know, <laughs> let's just if we did like a random sampling of any comedy, like mainstream yeah. comedy. Yeah, that's right. that stuff is pretty present. So yeah. it's but it, how it, many of those do you still watch? I mean, like the like Dumb and Dumber has some pretty rough gay panic stuff. Isn't that the director's that, cut though? Yeah, yeah, but that's the only one that's on DVD. That's not or on Blu-ray. I mean, it's the only uh, one that's on Blu-ray. My point, well, but that's the whole conceit of this episode, right? Is like yeah. this is a thing that's problematic. Yeah, but I I choose to watch it anyways, and yeah, and you're like, well. This is it. I, I'm gonna give it a pass because this is like that. That's the cultural context it's coming from. It's just like that. That was in a lot of jokes. My point is like, yeah, and we don't revisit any of those movies. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not giving it a pass for any of that stuff. I'm just saying I still enjoy the movie. I. I mean, I, I, I know you're it. not. I'm just finding a Duff's point. It's like, well, uh, I don't really think that helps the case. It's, though. I guess I'm maybe giving it a pass. I think mainly I'm just thinking of it doesn't stick out to me as much as the transphobic stuff because the transphobic stuff really just seems like over the top, like hateful. Whereas I don't know. I'm probably it, it not. Does. As, it is. It is. Mean, over the top. It's a mean spirited movie. Yeah. It does have some mean spiritedness to it. It does. It does. Um, the thing I think also you have to remember is, you know, we we're talking about this silly comedy that came out and how transphobic it is. A lot of the stuff it's based off of is a like movie that came out, you know, 18 months beforehand that got nominated for a bunch of Oscars that is also transphobic that no one cares about. No, I agree. I'm just saying crying game. Oh, so I'm not like defending it. I think, I think the, the bigger thing is, or the important thing that's happened is like the, the dramatic increase in like, an awareness of transphobia and 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 that's all like very good and i think when we go back to a movie like the crying game or ace ventura you're like oh my god how could this have ever been made and at the time i doubt there was barely a mention of it yeah of it being a, a problem so i just thought of another thing that it, while not quite apples to apples is kind of in the vein of this is the uh the it's pat character <laughs> yes yeah. Yes. Now there's one we an SNL movie would agree sucks. <laughs> this is better than that one. <laughs> Actually, I don't really remember it's Pat. I'm just feel confident I've, saying I've, that. <laughs> I'm 
I don't even know if I've seen the whole thing, but I'm pretty confident that, yeah, this is better than that. But yeah, I'm just thinking of that, whereas it was very much of its time. And now it's like, wow, that was pretty messed up. It's pretty, yeah, pretty mean spirited. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's the thing is I, you know, I kind of mentioned this movie and like, if I like were to show it to my son or, you know, I'm curious stuff on like the freeform version you watch. How do they handle the end? How do you how do you cut around this? Uh, well, I'll have I di- again. I didn't watch all of the freeform. Like I was just watching like the beginning before we logged on. I'll have to see how they handle the ending. Because I mean, you know, we find out like Ace finds out Einhorn is Finkel, right? And then he starts violently throwing up. Every and everyone throws up. That's later. And then yeah, at the end of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ace. I mean, even outside of the transphobia, he strips her clothes off down to her underwear. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. And then, and then it's only Dan Marino <laughs> who then notices what's going on. Mm-hmm. It is a extremely, extremely problematic scene. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing, right? That's the thing I have to deal with is... Uh, you don't have to. <laughs> but I'm just saying I enjoy this movie. And I, I mean, I I get it. I like I as we'll get into that you have to cut you well, you don't obviously you don't have to, but you cognitively decide what you can separate and obviously for you the other 80 some minutes of this are just such a laugh riot that you can <laughs> That's exactly it. Which honestly is the more bizarre part to me. Um <laughs> I mean, uh, look, I'm. This movie has it makes me laugh somewhat. It's it's nowhere near the level that you are that you have it at watching it th- three times in like three weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the most bizarre part is that, like Joe said, it's a movie that. Um, I've heard you mention Dumb and Dumber way more times. Yeah, for sure, for in- sure, and and that, and that would make sense, like. Uh, Ace Ventura was definitely what I watched like getting the VHS's like of these movies when I was a kid like this was my these were my birthday gifts these were my Christmas gifts it was you know Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber and The Mask and then later like Cable Guy and Liar Liar like getting those things those were my gifts through my teenage years those were the things that I was your parents had the easiest birthdays going for it's like oh what Jim Carrey movie is out on VHS this year Exactly. And I remember watching this with like my, or like, you know, like, you know, when you're a kid and you love a movie, like, like mom, mom, dad, yeah. you gotta watch this movie with me. Oh my God. Do you? I remember watching it with my mom and her just being like, God, this is horrible. <laughs> this is not a movie to watch with your parents. No. <laughs> uh, do you remember, and maybe this was, uh, it could vary by version, but did the VHS come with the, the pet detective yes. business, business the card? card? Yes. Did, did you put it in your wallet like I did? <laughs> No, I did not. <laughs> what? I did not. Uh, it was. It came. Oh, I think I had opened this before. I'm but... surprised, Joe. I'm surprised you don't like this movie more. You and Duff both being, you know, pet people, animal people. I look. This. <laughs> There's lots of movies with dogs in it. Like. I don't yeah, this guy this loves I, loves animals. I could go. I go see that Harrison Ford CGI monster movie. <laughs> No, I was going to say, like, maybe, like, once a year, like, I'll see him, like, oh, it's Ventura's on. And I'll watch him, like, ah, that was... I can't even believe that. I had not thought about this movie at all until Rob's, like, latest obsession popped up. Like, I'll see it on TV, and maybe I'll watch, like, 20 minutes, and I'm like... Uh, that was kind of funny. Ooh, that doesn't age well. <laughs> and, and that'll <laughs> well, be and that'll be that. And then I won't think about Ace Ventura until uh, Rob's drinking problem flares up again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I end up buying the the double DVD of oh Ace Ventura, God. Pet Detective, and Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls, which is a pretty good name I can't, for a sequel. I can't believe you didn't spring for the Blu-ray. Uh, listen, you don't need to see this in Blu-ray. Well. <laughs> like I, also like I already got so, burned on like Dumb and Dumber having a Blu-ray that was like an extremely worse version of the movie. Oh, uh, so that's another thing is uh this movie looks terrible. It is <laughs> it it looks like uh it looks like if you just colorized clerks. <laughs> uh do you guys want to know some fun facts about Ace Ventura? I do. Okay. 
the person or the uh, <laughs> the movie the, the movie extended, the, the, he dove into the fanfic to see what well i mean there actually is it's a franchise a, it's a franchise there was the cartoon oh, yeah, uh, there was Ace the Ventura movie junior yeah um but i'm not getting into that we're saying just in universes of, of this movie originally rick moranis was going to be the lead hmm. with lauren holly was going to be the courtney cox character um i could see it and i think in that original script rick moranis like ace ventura was just like not a good detective was just like in, in incompetent so they sort of made that on there was also an idea that was uh going around for a while that they were going to make it alice ventura and it was oh. going to be a female star and they were going to cast Whoopi goldberg there you go there's there's the reboot angle yeah that i guess that would be or may or make him black like uh like creed get get ryan coogler <laughs> <laughs> get Ryan Coogler. Now, if you make Ryan Coogler make a new Ace Ventura movie with Michael B. Jordan, God, I'm interested. You'd, you'd, I'm interested. You would be salivating. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I found this interesting. The crying game stuff that in the spoof, like the song that's used and all that stuff, was added Not late. Not dated a- at all. Was added late after the success of the crying game. God. So, wish they wouldn't have done that, guys. It's uh, a bummer. So that's going to be a thing where you're going to, again, seven years from now, assuming <laughs> Sam does not just fall asleep, you're going to have to explain the crying game. <laughs> you're oh, gonna, boy. You're gonna have yeah. To, he's going to um, be so bored, Rob. This I found actually very interesting and makes a lot of sense. Jim Carrey said that he based everything about Ace Ventura on a parakeet. <laughs> Okay. So, like, the way he walks, the way he moves, the way the hair is, the clothes he wears, the bright colorful uh, clothes, it's all based on the idea of, like, Ace Ventura is just a big tropical bird. You know, I guess he's such a weirdo, I do see that. It actually makes sense uh, once you hear it. Uh, I mentioned... There, you know, not only- the stuff that I find the funniest is n- obviously not the catchphrase stuff, but just no. kind of the weird... Like when he falls off the building and looks at his beeper, like I, and makes the weird noise. I find that stuff funny. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I mentioned like Dan Reno's in it, but like the other players that he's looking are real players, including like Scott Mitchell, Peter Soyanovich, Jeff Dallenbach, Marco Coleman, Jeff Cross, Don Shula. I just think that's wild. And then. I started digging into, like, why is Dan Marino in this movie? <laughs> like, I, I don't even know what uh, a comparison could be. Gambling debts? <laughs> well, he was asked to be in the movie, and so he, uh, Dan Marino was going to have a, had a lunch date with Jim Carrey, and he was going to tell Jim Carrey no. He was just going to go there and be like, no, no, I'm not doing this movie. And he says that Jim Carrey shows up at this lunch in L.A., dressed up and acting like Ace Ventura during the lunch. And it had Marino laughing the entire time that he decided, like, oh, what the hell? Yeah, I'll do it. All right. That's a good story. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, um, And then uh, my final fun fact is that Ray Finkel, uh, well, not all the Ray Finkel story, but the kicker story is based off uh, Yuvon Shaman, who was a kicker for the Dolphins in the early 80s, which is the footage that you see in the movie and uh he was from west germany and all that so he he was a kicker during that time that all that footage is based off of um however in the team photo that is just sean young dressed up (laughs) like Uh, ray finkel okay wow did not know that yep uh oh ray finkel's mom is the librarian in ghostbusters yes and that sequence is probably my favorite when he goes to ray finkel's parents house I do. That and Shady I, Acres. I do. <laughs> I do think it's fine. It's like Dan Marino should rot in hell. <laughs> <laughs> you want a cookie? Laces out. <laughs> um, uh, and also, like, I mean, if we're gonna add uh, problematic things, uh, the second thing I would add outside of the tr- transphobia is like, I don't know if mental health is looked at the way uh, it maybe should at that mental institute. The way the way Ace plays it off. Do they? I mean, they don't really even have like institutions like that anymore <laughs> like there's i don't think i could yeah i don't think it's i think it's just a mental hospital but i is, mean 
there are still like yeah you can go and like that's still a thing no but i mean you it's, i i don't know a ton about the history of do you med- mean like one flew over a cuckoo's nest style places you're saying yeah there anymore okay like i feel like in the 70s like there are all these like the government i think kind of made like that's when you start to have more state hospitals and i don't think there's as many uh just kind of like like this seems like a private institution i don't know if those are still around as much gotcha yeah i i have no idea i i could be wrong i'm just it's kind of like a movie trope like the mental institution yes <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah for sure um so i don't know guys that's that's what i have i just want to explain why i love this movie I think the important thing for anyone out there, and I'm sure everyone does, has problematic faves, is understanding or having awareness of what makes it problematic. And all our faves are problematic in some way. Some or just, you know what? Or they will become it. Well, yes, that too. Um, I I am, again, like, the stuff in this movie is problematic. I, I am just more mystified that, like, <laughs> this, that this movie of... 75% catchphrases that you know <laughs> you heard in the schoolyard is such a beloved gem I mean if I was going to rank like what movies have I watched the most in my life this for sure is like a top 20 movie and probably top 10 for just the number of times I viewed it alright so I think that's part of it too now obviously that's pretty heavily weighted towards when I was younger Um, you know I uh, to kind of answer the question about earlier, like I had the VHS copy of this, but I don't think I ever bought the DVD version until recently. So it's a pretty long, <laughs> you know, it's a you, you pretty took long like you took some year break. You took some gap years, and you're making up for time. Yes, exactly. Do you guys have anything else to add about Ace Ventura, Pet uh, Detective? Uh, I would say my my take on this is the same as. Um, Tommy Lee Jones take on Jim Carrey in general <laughs> which was I hate you I really don't like you I cannot <laughs> sanction your buffoonery I the one thing I wanted to mention maybe we, we can cut this out it doesn't matter but uh, kind of an actual positive thing is uh, about the director uh, yes uh, Tim Tom, Shadiak. Tom Shadiak, Shadiak who directed this and uh liar liar he did uh patch adams um he uh, <laughs> he worked with basically like every giant comedic he, actor from, well like this he, era. he also did the nutty professor <laughs> so, yeah, so he, had Eddie he, Murphy. he did all those movies and they are all uh gems but the really interesting thing about him is that in 2007 um he had a bicycling accident and he had a concussion and it was pretty serious and he um i believe they would say it was uh near death um and he kind of came back from that and he said you know what uh i'm going to devote the rest of my life to helping people and you know a lot of celebrities will do the thing where it's like oh i'm starting a foundation or something shadyak mm-hmm. he sold everything he owned and basically gave away all mm-hmm. his money and opened up a homeless shelter and lives and lived in trailer park yep. <laughs> like he yeah in malibu like yeah, a trailer park in malibu like, or something you know doing all these like starting these foundations and it's it's a really cool story like he he literally had a near-death experience and just walked away from a very lucrative film career like those movies while mainly all terrible made tons of money and he you know just kind of walked all away from it and he's like the only person in the world who actually lived yeah, his like morals he literally gave up pretty much everything that he didn't need like he's like oh, I had a roof over my head and yeah so pretty pretty cool guy yeah last i checked is he like is back to making movies but i think he said it was so like it took him forever because now that he was no longer part of Hollywood elite Hollywood wanted nothing to do with him yeah. doing work for them. So, but, so yeah. but I'm glad he's back doing movies. It looks like, and, and we don't need to turn it into a big thing, but I, I do want to tell Duff, um, who delivered that passionate defense of Jim Varney 
in a previous episode. On a Patreon episode. Patreon episode. Uh, talked about how he could have had the career Jim Carrey did. Am I am I summarizing your view point of view accurately? Doug? Yes. I think my argument was that uh, Jim Varney was at least as talented, maybe more than Jim Carrey, but but Jim Varney... Imagine if Jim Carrey did Ace Ventura and be like, oh, this is good enough, and then just did like 10 more Ace Ventura movies. <laughs> well, I... I after, you guys would like them more. After rewatching Ace Ventura, I, I can now confirm that's absolutely true. Jim Varney would have been just as funny in this Hell movie. Hell yeah. Just makes a bunch of faces and acts like a goon. It's uh, there's not really much of a difference. That I I don't I don't want to get into it. I just couldn't disagree more. <laughs> I'm upset about it. I'm gonna go outside, light up a Varney, and just light up just calm down a little. Just bit. gonna punch a wall, your Varney wall. <laughs> um, anything else, guys? <laughs> I'm gonna go kiss the Varney stone. <laughs> I think that's it. All right, well, listeners, uh, we'll be back with another season where. I think Duff is up next to to defend and talk about a problematic fave of his. And Do you uh, want to tease it or keep? Nah, All right. don't tease. tease it. I want to tease. No, Give no one, tease. no one wants to tease. They want to tease. No one wants to tease. No, they don't. They absolutely they got, want to know they what we're wait, talk about. They got to wait a month, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I, that's not nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, have us talk about the uh, early '90s remake of Cape Fear. Which is, uh, it's something. <laughs> that should be fun. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I think it's probably a movie we all like. So that will, you won't have I to. St- I don't know if I still uh, won't well, be on defense like there, I have been. There are parts that are very good, and there are parts that make you need a shower. Yeah. Uh, listeners, you can uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at a free podcast. You can go to a free If you want to join our Facebook group, you can do that at a free slash freeloaders. That will take you to the Facebook group. We have a Patreon. If you want to give us some money, here's some of the stuff that you we mentioned. You could hear Duff and I argue for a long time about Varney versus Jim Carrey. Um, I'm still not over it. Uh, from Ernest episode, you can is uh, that, go. Is to, that what triggered this? Is that what launched your re? Your I your, think it was. I think it probably was. Kindled your love affair yeah, with look, Ace Ventura. Look what you have wrought. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So I have to be careful with my powers. <laughs> yep. I did want. I wanted to see how wrong you were, and the answer was really okay. wrong. Um, I went to. So you can go to Patreon.com/slash The Midnight Boys for two dollars a month. You can get access to that, and uh, whatever you uh, use to listen to us, you could rate and review us, give us five stars. That would be great. We will be back. We're going to do this every month. Um, if you really need to hear more of us, you can go to ForrestGumpMinute.com, and that's a weekly show we're working on. But uh, we'll be back talking about Cape Fear, the remake. <laughs>